Thanks for listening. This is the second in a two-part episode in which Chris and I talk about our likes and dislikes. That is, the games we have liked most and the ones we have liked least or maybe disliked the most. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. All right, so last week we talked so long about the ones we liked, our favorite games that we realized that we needed to split this in two. So this week is us talking about the games we like least. Now, remember, I'm not saying these are the worst games out there. So don't get chapped and think like we're saying objectively, we took these games to a lab and we demonstrated that they are bad. These are games we just don't like as much. Um, So I'll go through them very quickly. So my number 10 was GURPS because it's just... Anytime I've tried to get into it, no, it's just naff. It's, it, it's, I don't find it easy to read. It just looks dull. The books are awful looking and I can't get into the system. So no, sorry. I've tried, you know, it's one of those things that people go, oh, I pl- try it in GURPS. Do it in GURPS. It'll do it. No, I've tried. It's terrible. Um, number nine, I put, I wrote Call of Cthulhu. I don't mean that. I mean the system that runs it, the basic role-playing system. They're not joking, joking about it being basic. It's just, it, no. Um, number eight, I've got a couple here where I love the settings, but the game is terrible. So number eight, I put Eclipse Phase. Um, it's still one of the best settings I have read. I, I love the, the transhuman stuff. I, I've, I think I have every single first edition Eclipse Phase book. The setting stuff, the art, everything in it is amazing. The system that runs it is awful. It's like they looked at basic role-playing and went, let's make something more complicated and worse. And you'll need a, you know, okay, I have a degree, but you need something like, you know, aerospace engineering degree to be able to make a character in it. It's like, it's worse than, you know, champions or something. Um, staying on that theme, I've put two versions of Shadowrun. I've written standard Shadowrun, which again, I love the setting, but I have looked at, I, I never got into it as a kid. I really wanted to. My first one, I looked at fourth edition. I couldn't make out of Taylor. I tried fifth edition, which sort of works, but is massively broken in parts. And I bought the more recent sixth edition, which is just terrible and doesn't work at all. So how you can be on a sixth edition and keep making a game worse, I, I have no idea. Um, and then to preempt that, number six, I put Shadow and Anarchy, which is where they try to take the Shadow and system and make it more narrative. And even that doesn't make any sense mm. and is badly written. So Shadow runs on here twice because, you know, I'd See, pretty much anyone could make a system on this and they can't. I've solved the Shadowrun problem by just deciding that I don't like my cyberpunk mixed with orcs. So for me, Shadowrun is, I'm not, I don't play it. I've never played it because the setting is just not interesting to me. But proceed. It, it just, it should work. It has everything, but it, it doesn't work. Um, Number five, I've put I've put fourth edition D D because it just <laughs> it's, you know what it's a great mini skirmish game yeah and you don't and I didn't our group didn't realize that because we just we saw through the lens of hey it's D D it's going to clean up what, what was going on in third edition because we played the heck out of third edition and it just got bloated and 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 like collapsed under its own weight oh this is great and then after you played it for a while tell me why you didn't like it I'll bet it's the same reason I didn't. The biggest problem I had was in trying to make or keep a character in it, you had to run it on a spreadsheet or buy their app and put all their stuff into it because 
as the characters got you had all these different little abilities and yeah if it was done nowadays you could probably do it really easily it would work great you just have it all on an online character sheet and there wouldn't be a problem but back then online character sheets were only just finding their feet and it didn't work and what they'd really done is they'd gone world of warcraft really big let's make an mmo into a tabletop game and yep. actually if that is what you want it's it's genius if they had advertised yep. it as a, if they had basically just bought the world of warcraft license and gone world of warcraft the tabletop role-playing game in fourth edition it would be amazing but they didn't they took all of the DD stuff that we'd had for 20 years and tried to shoehorn it into this fourth edition system redoing all the races and everything and i mean they went back and did all the settings and just made a mess of all of them rebooted yeah. forgotten realms made a mess they just they just made a complete mess of everything and yeah i still bought all the books yeah we all did i just kept buying the books even though i couldn't run it because it's just i oh, know it wasn't dnd no it just they made a mess of it um and so fifth edition i thought was meant to fix it all of that but it yeah whole nother issue so anyway. you're at your you're, you're up to five that now. was my fifth that was my five yeah, okay so. so i'm gonna throw my and again these are not necessarily in order however um Crafty Games Fantasy Craft. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I have because I have bought Spycraft. Spycraft. Okay. I bought two editions of Spycraft. I yeah. I was I played Fantasy Craft at a local convention, and the guy who ran it was one of the people who designed it. And if the people who design a game can't run it and make it work at the table, that tells you something. The the first red flag for that system was when I sat down at the table and I was handed a four-page character sheet. And it wasn't like the, the long, the extended character sheets for fifth edition where there's lots of background fluff or, hey, here's a, third, here's a fourth page that spells. Well, maybe that's not relevant to you if you're a, a fighter or something like that. No, this was four pages of D20, like expanded D20 crunch that felt like um, it was reveling in crunch for the sake of crunch uh, to have, like, to, and it, it, it pushed the game way in this simulationist direction that again for me as long as the rules are comprehensible and coherent once you hit those benchmarks then it's like hey does it work at the table is it is it fun this was just so over the top and i actually ended up i won a, a full a copy of the the massive hardback and and then i gave it away not long after because it was just it was it was just it buried itself under needless pointless crunch so that one i played it once i owned it and it was it it, it left that much of a footprint on me how's that <laughs> yeah i've got one similar to that all right uh, my number four actually is is on the same track of that um i i've cheated i've put a whole uh i've put a whole world that's of okay things. i let you in with warhammer put, what do you got my number four is is using the d20 system to run anything that isn't D D that should not be used in the d20 that's a really system. good point so the you know the, it was the third edition when they did it they create d20 system and they said you can need the player's handbook and here's all these and most of it did not work now fair enough mutants and mastermind works now it took mutants and masterminds third you know first and second and third edition to now get to a half decent system and most of that was two editions of them throwing away huge chunks of d20 to be left with something different yeah and that's the only decent d20 system or wherever and now they're doing it all again with fifth edition where they go fifth edition sells right well we'll take the fifth edition we'll slap that on our game which should never in a million years have classes or levels or races do it or anyway any of the other stuff 
and and it just does my head in. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'll I'll pick up with mine, and then this is this is a Jekyll and Hyde system for me. It's Pathfinder First Edition because after we played Fourth Edition, my group for a while, and we just hated it, realized that we hated it. I went out and picked up Pathfinder, and I remember after the first session we played, we all looked at each other, and one of my friends was like, "This feels like D and D again." And for for so for me now this is it's odd that I'm saying that about a game that I I, I played a lot for a while, but it, the system for me is a Jekyll and Hyde because once you hit about tenth level, it collapses under its own weight, and it becomes, in my opinion, nearly unrunnable as a GM. I remember setting up an encounter between the party and a twelfth level evoker uh, wizard, and I had. I had like three or four pages printed out for this character and and it, it it was so cumbersome that I decided in advance, I wrote out, this is what he's going to do in his first round of combat. This I actually wrote out like a, a, an action tree because there were just so many spells and so many options. And it became like, it became a, a, a situation where I, you as GM could not run a high level encounter unless you only had one or maybe two big monsters, which then actually was the system, the, 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 the issues with the system were driving what I could do with the game as a story mechanic, as like a, a means to a story. And so it was just weird. It was like, like I said, Jekyll and Hyde. It was great up until like fifth, sixth level, and then it just went right off the, the, the cliff. And, and we just, and also I, I wrote this down because I took notes for myself. I said that I, I think that the level-based system and the degree of crunch with all those ultimate this and ultimate that books, which were like the 3.5 era splat books, they incentivize the worst in power gamer uh, yeah. like in, inclinations, the worst of it. And you'd have players who are like, a fifth level and they're already talking about what feats they're going to take at 12th level and you're like dude you're not even looking at the story you're just trying to amass these little made up like uh, little made up ribbons of sorts you know you're just like festooning your character with all these things so that you can have like power on paper and you're not you're totally divorced from a story yeah i have to say i kind of said it earlier but again my most fun playing either of the pathfinders is when i'm playing it more as an exercise in power gaming like I remember me and a friend of mine going, right, I'm going to make a level 10 gunslinger and you make a level 10 barbarian and let's see how much damage we can do in combat. Right. There's, there's no role playing there. It's, it's basically, it, we're, I'm, I'm playing a, I'm playing a, like, you know, a board game or a death dealing simulator. It's yeah. not, it's not role play. I don't think I would use those systems for that. Like I say, it breaks down. All right, my number three, still on a sort of D20, but this is where someone took the D20 system and they thought they're going to do something amazing and it's going to be revolutionary and be the best thing ever is the Cypher system. Oh, yeah. The Cypher uh, system is, as far as I'm concerned, absolute garbage. <laughs> Tell us what it, you really think. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. I, like, I remember I, I got the Numenera PDFs and thought, this looks interesting. And the settings, eh, kind of cool. Um, but in the system, you have this bizarre idea. You only have your three stats. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I've and, read it. And when you're doing a, you know, there's the most bizarre things. Well, like the difficulty is 10. What is the difficulty is 10? Oh, well, you multiply that by like three uh, to get to get the number you're trying to get. And then you roll your dice and then oh, if you need effort, right? Well, to get better dice rolls, you have to spend some of your stat, which is also your health. 
and then that will lower the difficulty. And then now you roll your D20. Oh, well done. You, you, you beat the roll because you have, and, and it just, you know, it, right. So how do I get better? Oh, well, you get discounts on the, how much of your stats you have to spend to low. This was meant to be a system that was pitched as being straightforward, but was both complicated and just dumb. That is one of the systems that actually might be the system that has the most polarized views. You never meet, I have, I have yet to meet someone who is like, yeah, Cypher's okay. It's all right. You know, I'll have a bite now and again, people either really love it or they hate it. Um, I have read it. Uh, I was going to play it, but then the guy who was going to run it became unavailable. And so we didn't. Uh, and I read it and I, and I initially I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I kept reading and I just thought this is kind of, there was so much to it for me that came across as counterintuitive. It didn't feel like I would be able to flow smoothly through that game. So I won't say it's on my list, but I, I absolutely see where you're coming from. And again, people either love it or they freaking hate it. The bit that drew me crazy is that, because I think, you know, we played, tried to play a few games in Nomenera, and it had this idea of you have these, and this is where the cipher system comes on, you have these little, you have things in it. They're meant to be one-off yep. gadgets. Now, in Nomenera, it makes sense. Oh, I found a toaster. I don't know what a toaster does, but if I do something with the toaster, it gives me this benefit, and then it's destroyed. Fair enough. That works in Nomenera, sort of. I mean, the system didn't work, but the principle of that worked. They then tried to shoehorn that into a generic system. So every version of the cipher system you have to have one-off items that you use yeah. once. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. Like, it's a potion. Well, how does that work in a modern day? If I'm playing a modern-day game, what, I've, I have an app and the app I press, it, then my phone My breaks. card disintegrates? It, does, it yeah, doesn't, it, make, it doesn't make sense. sense no, and, and I think that's a terrific example of a, of, a, of a conflict where a system was built for a setting. That system facilitates things that are so in that setting. And then once you pull it out of that, it doesn't fit elsewhere. I was going to say, the thing that really did my head in is that they tried to put it, they put it into things like the strange, yep. which seemed really cool. And like there was, I don't know, a Cadillacs and dinosaurs type thing. They, they, they had quite a lot of very interesting settings that unfortunately put the cipher system in. Yeah. And I just can't, I just know. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even know anyone who, who runs it or plays it. So, but here I'm going to break your, no. I'm going to break your heart with my next one. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Go on then. Torg. Yeah, and here's why. Here, here's the interesting thing. I remember when Torg came out, and it seemed people talked about there was buzz about the idea of it being like having cards, and it was a unique system. Uh, I never played it back in the original, back in the olden days. And um, the, one of the guys who is one of the principal writers of the new version lives here in the town where I live, and I've gamed with him before. Wow. I've, I've like, I've played various games with him, you know, at the local store. He, like, my local store is his local store. <laughs> and I, he ran a, um, a session of Torg when it came out, the new version, yeah. at the local game convention that we have here. And um, I wasn't hip on the system. I, I felt like it was kind of clunky. I felt like there were things that were left over from the early 90s that should have been left there. My bigger issue uh, it was is the setting. I don't like kitchen sink settings. I, I don't like rifts. I don't like torque. The problem is in, in trying to be, for me, in trying to be everything, it's nothing. And so, so there it is. Yeah, that, I play, and I'll just leave it at that. I totally yeah, it's just, that's a, that is a setting preference for yeah. me. Like I don't need the Pharaoh with the laser gun 
and the you know the dirigible <laughs> i i don't I, I i look at that i'm like niche please so uh, anyway yeah, it's funny. I, that's like the, the, the basic system is clunky. One of the things I really like is the card thing is that Torg is one of the few systems where my players will not just, I attack, I attack, yeah. I attack. Because if they follow what's on, you know, what's on the card, if they do the thing that is on the card, they know they get a benefit, which means then combat becomes more interesting because rather than just, I attack, I attack, I attack, I attack, I attack, monster's dead they will deliberately be, I'm going to do a trick. I'm doing, so they, it's one of the few systems I've seen where they will deliberately think about doing something more interesting than their highest damage and attack. Um, and that's, that's what brings up me. Yeah. The actual D20 roll and check in a table is abysmal. <laughs> I will grant you that. Yeah, but, um, All right. What's your next? It's funny because you did kind of, you actually said that uh, it, it wasn't on your top five, but it should be now my number two of my worst 10 games is is new world of darkness because i you know i i don't know my old world of darkness but i do know that i bought all of the old world of dark stuff and i'd read through most of them and like all of the vampire clans and the original vampire are awesome the original mage is great all of the original uh, werewolf stuff is great and then they released all this new stuff and it's all just meh and it is yeah it is uh it's just dull it's just they just took anything that was edgy or interesting or, or controversial and just watered it down uh, and they I, they ruined the system for me. You know, yes, I, they took a whole dose of it. I wanted to roll for an attack and then roll for damage because that's what I was used to. I didn't want to do it in one because now how do I distinguish between whether I'm fast or powerful, um, you know, whether I'm accurate or heavy, you know, all of that stuff went. Um, and I don't like the fact I had to buy um, a book and then buy add-on books when I felt they should all be different because, you know, just like, yeah. It just, it really wound me up. They took, even though I've never played that much World of Darkness, Old World of Darkness was awesome and New World of Darkness was just not at all. No, I, I think, and, and for me, you know, that that switch from the Masquerade to the Requiem is when things went off the rails story-wise. The, yeah, the tweaks to the system I could ignore. I would just, I continued running the other, uh, the, the original mechanics, but the, the world, it, like the clans became non-distinct from one another um i get it you know like they had had this kind of meta story that they were working on with gehenna and all this gobbledygook and uh in the old world darkness and i guess they wanted to try to breathe new life into the product line by offering like hey here's a whole new story thing i yeah i just didn't like where it went all right here here's where i go with my next and and there may be people There'll be people, if, if anyone I know is listening to this, there'll be people I know who might get chapped over this one. But I, I say this out of love. Um, I don't like Savage Worlds. I don't like Savage Worlds at all. Um, it's a generic system. It, it, it promotes itself as being a rules-light generic system that can be used for anything. And so there are, you know, you can get Flash Gordon and Deadlands and, and, uh, you know, uh, they have a, the, I think they have a Savage Worlds ver version of Torg. They have a Savage Worlds version of Rifts, which is, is like the same thing. Um, it's not the same it, thing. It, well, anyway, um, <laughs> look, if you can have pharaohs and robots in the same room, it's the same thing. Um, but I, I, to me, uh, Savage Worlds as a system, again, I don't believe in a universal system. And 2Die 20 doesn't seek to be because it, it, there, there are alterations, there are modifications to it. But Savage Worlds is like, it, it is like lukewarm 
oatmeal. There's just nothing to it. Like, it's just like you feel it in your mouth and that's it. It's like listening to Coldplay. There's just like nothing. Uh. They, you just listen. You're like, what is this? You know, <laughs> I actually referred, I steal that line because I refer, I heard Coldplay when they played at the Super Bowl halftime show a couple years ago, described as, uh, what was it? Uh, 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 like lukewarm leftover. It was lukewarm Sonic oatmeal. <laughs> That's what they were described at. I was like, that Savage Worlds for me. It's so, so funny. I get it. You could people play it at cons. They love it. The people who love it because it's easy. But for me, it just it it it's the rules are so bland and they are so far in the background that it, it there's no way it could connect with any kind of a world. And I think there should be some kind of a facilitative connection. It's so funny that you brought up Coldplay because it could you could easily have said a band I actually like. But yeah, I do genuinely dislike Coldplay like so much and then they they're seem, not metal they seem to find Sorry. new there's plenty of bands i like that are metal but coldplay is just like nah it's boring yeah. whiny yeah. and then he married gwyneth paltrow and she cried at the oscars which annoyed me and they named their kid apple so it's even just more than yeah. their music it's like he goes out of his way to find ways to make me not like him that you know what they they make the gallagher brothers from oasis look like perfectly reasonable fine fellows no i i hate the gallagher brothers more Oh, really? Oh, yeah, oh, they yeah. are kind of loathsome. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, they're pretty loathsome a, people. That's a whole nother story. We could be <laughs> like a next few minutes if I go into it. But yeah, we'll okay, do that. We won't do that. Bring that up What's another time. What's your number time. one? Um, what? What was, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to, because you brought up Savage Worlds. I do have a lot of Savage Worlds, but it's mostly because they ha keep bringing in these settings. I like, like I, I, I want to like riffs, but I've tried Savage yeah. Worlds riffs and, and it, it broke. And they do these like cool books, but then I've tried the high level sci-fi and it broke and I've tried supers and that broke. And I tried to play the Flash Gordon because like, like, like Mika and Annie's favorite thing is like Flash Gordon. They absolutely love it. And we tried playing the Flash Gordon game and yeah, it, it didn't work because uh, there's so many things in that system that are, that are wrong. Uh, and I, some, I, I love the idea of exploding dice. Exploding dice is fun. Unfortunately, exploding dice also then just is the thing that breaks the system. And it's just like, I savage worlds is a game that i want to love and i have Me had too. fun playing it but more often than not it, it's gone horribly wrong which is just a shame because yeah. it's just i i want to like it more than i do like it but it's it, that's why it's in neither of mine it's in the amorphous nether like land in the middle of yeah right my number one is actually a game that i have mentioned in the past um which very few people have played and it's not nostalgia. It's an old game that I only played recently. It's Tales from the Floating Vagabond, which I mentioned, I don't know, a few episodes ago as being a game mm -hmm. I'd not heard of. Uh, and a guy who came into our group, tried to run it for us. And I felt bad for the guy that, you know, he was really, really into this. But maybe it was like, you know, we've got, I'd got used to modern things, you know, so modern design, even modern design, I don't matter like, like Fate, but, you know, I've played, you know, the Cortex and Fates and, and all the 2D design, all the modern design I am now used to to playing a game that was written back in the 80s yeah. and it, this was not a new version you know this isn't our like a, you know some of these things where they have updated it like your chill or something this was no this game was rooted back in the 80s with nonsensical design decisions that didn't make any sense that wasn't fun to play at all um and it was just a miserable experience genuinely one of the few times i played a game and afterwards went I did not enjoy that. Even all these other, you know, a lot of these other things, these are games I might have played and thought that was rubbish, but we had fun. Yeah. This was one of the few times where 
no, I didn't have fun. The system was so bad that it actually stopped me having fun playing what should have been a fun game because, you know, I'm pretty sure we killed Nazis at one point and that's always fun. But even killing Nazis wasn't fun in this system. It was that bad. That is, you know what, if that's not a, a benchmark, if that's not a measuring stick, for, for at least baseline, like if that's the lowest level, that's bad. Yeah, so that's that's my number one. Everything else on there, at least I've probably had fun playing, but not yep. that. Yeah, and I mean, I've had fun playing Savage Worlds now and again, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's my worst. Powered by the Apocalypse, Urban Shadows. <laughs> just, just that one or all Powered by the Apocalypse. Uh, I know I have only played, I played, uh, I played a, a short campaign in Urban Shadows. Uh, I don't know, maybe six or seven, seven or eight sessions. It was, I, it was long enough. I was able to read the rules. I read through the different characters and, and we played it enough that I, I believe that I got my head around it enough that I could play it proficiently. I don't like, I get what it seeks to do, or at least what that version of it seeks to do. But I don't like games that so much put the thumb on the scale to force a certain kind of play. And I, I believe that that system, it does that. It sets out to do that. If you want to do that, you'll love it. If you don't want to do that, you will hate it. And I actually came away from that. just like, wow, I genuinely did not enjoy like any of it. Um, I found the system to be a weird combination of of kind of flat in that there wasn't a lot of variance between the characters, but also very limiting by how it required you to describe narratively and how it how your powers were meant to express the actions. When I'd say like I I just want to do this, like I want to climb up a wall or I want to hide mm-hmm. here. Well, which of the which of your and I forgot what the words were. I'm like, but it, it, I just want to climb up the freaking wall. No, you can't. You know, and uh, I don't like presumptuousness in authors who go on at length and essentially tell you this is how you should play this game. Like, you know, I'll play it the way I want to. You're not going to show up at my house, and you know, I get it. If you, they have an idea as to how what that game is supposed to be and do and how it's supposed to be experienced. Um, but yeah, I felt like I had a straight jacket on in a system that it didn't really flow well, um, at the, at the table. So that is absolutely at the top. And by the way, I would throw Eclipse phase, the original version on my dishonorable mention list for the same reasons that you pointed out the Requiem's on that list for the same reasons you pointed out new wad. Um, but yeah, that's a good point there. Are, I have played systems that I didn't like and still had fun. I've played in settings and that I wasn't super hip on, but I still had some fun. It is a rare, rare thing to say, this system was just a dog from start to finish and the setting was just <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's weird too, because I, I think that there are, there's a, there are a lot of games out there now and you, know, they, you lump them under the heading of like the indie RPGs that are super character focused. And the problem is, and, and this may be, I think this is probably less a function of the rules and probably more a function of just how it's run. But I've seen these games run, I've watched, where there's so much character and there's so little plot that it just ends up being like you have five people or six people at a table and they're all just kind of talking about themselves and nothing is actually happening. You know, you have to have balance between character and plot and 
this, I think the pendulum is too far in, in that other direction. Yeah, that isn't a, an apocalypse game I'm familiar mm-hmm. with. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I've played, I've, I've, I've looked at a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse stuff, and I think a lot of them just took the original. I've, I've played, I've run the original, and I was not keen on it at all. I didn't like the fact that when it says things like, you're not a driver, you're the driver. You're the mechanic. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what well, this is the only person that can drive in the in the world. It makes no sense. But regardless of that, that things like, you know, like sex moves and stuff. It's like, I don't, I don't want that in my game. No. And then no. a lot of them have this like so they're very hard coded. It's like they're they're it's like a niche of a niche of a niche, most of yes. those games. Like every time I put on a superhero, people go, play masks. But masks is only for playing teenage superheroes that aren't quite there yet and it's all about that angst and feel i don't want to play that game yeah I mean, the exception to that is that there's a game called city of mist which is amazing and clever and massively changed the system and so there you go but yeah i i can't say any of those none of those drop into my bottom but that yeah they're not anywhere special yeah wow what's amazing is that we both did a bottom 10 and neither of us put fate in it you know i have played fate only a handful of times I won't, I, I, I actually, I think that that's a game that if everybody really has their head around it in the same kind of way and people are agreed at the table as to how it ought to work, yeah, it could work really well, but I, I wouldn't, I don't like it because I think the requirement for that, it, the, the chances of you having that is pretty slim. The chance of you having a group like that is pretty slim. It's just, just too much of a pain. I, I have had actually had good games of fate but it took an awful lot of effort to get that game ready for where it was going to be fun so that was a lot of work by me not the the thing although to be fair their system is a a toolkit not yeah go on no i was just say even even something like power by the apocalypse i mean it, it it sets out to do certain things and if you want to do those things and you want those things in your game that that's you know great go for it uh, I just happen to not like the things it sets out to do. Do you know what else we didn't put in our bottom 10 or 5? We, we didn't put 5th edition. No. So there we go. We're, we're not absolute no, haters no, on 5th No, 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 no. I mean, 5th edition is, yeah, 5th edition is fine for what it seeks to do. It's just people don't talk about role-playing games. They talk about, and I, I, they talk about playing Dungeons & Dragons. And actually, I, I have some friends who, from my perspective, I think they are, they're not role-players. They're Dungeons & Dragons players. That's what they and and, right. not, and I don't say that to denigrate. What I'm saying is like they identify themselves like they play D and D. They don't. Yeah. They don't play other games. They play D and D, and that's it. So that's cool. I think my funny thing is actually, Wizards of the Coast could make a lot more money out of Fifth Edition if they released more books, but they seem to want to be restrained on it, which I guess is credit to them. Well, I guess there. I read this actually, and from a number of different sources from them over time, that their rationale is that instead of producing this massive line of books, which end up then a lot of them sit on shelves at stores and they don't get repurchased by those stores and books are expensive to produce, why not sink their time and effort, their staff time into a smaller number of higher priced uh, products that then build anticipation. So people go out and drop the $50 on Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, and then you get the people who are into dice porn, and they, they buy the special Rhyme of the Frost Maiden dice, which roll just like all the other ones, and they buy the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden screen, and then they go buy the overpriced, you know, 
pre-painted rhyme of the frost maiden minis and stuff like that and so they they drop this thing it's smart i you know hey good for them you know i mean it, it's the 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 industry has has experienced a lot of growth in the last couple of years i'm not going to i'm not going to bemoan them for it do you want to know one worse than that though? bring it if you're playing on dnd beyond you can pay for the different dice on that so you're paying real money for different colored virtual dice and they'll charge you for that so yeah, maybe they do know how to make money. Okay, my silence should speak to yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, the fifth edition isn't on there for me because as much as it's not my favorite version oh. of D and D, it is the current version of D and D, and I do really like the books, like the non the non adventure books. Like I think the last one I got was the Tasha's Cauldron. There's really good stuff yep. in there. Eberron, yeah, there's, there's, I love the lot. Eberron setting. Yeah, there's oh, there's yeah, a ton that. of stuff in it. That's great. So yeah, now this is what really I, what I want to do is I want to wait, as you said, for Modiphius to get off their butts and put out Elder Scrolls, so I can have my high magic and I can just run Eberron without having to do a whole ton of conversion work. That's what I want. I feel to like do. I should, maybe we should just write to Modiphius and say, like, uh, look, you know, are you doing Elder Scrolls? Because if you're not, can you license us two D twenty? to do a, ver a fantasy, you know, a fantasy version of 2D20. Yeah. Because someone has done that. There is a, there's a, the one that we've never mentioned. It's called, I'm looking behind me to make sure I get the name right. Devil's Run Role-Playing oh, yeah. Game, which is, it's like Mad yep. Max, basically. Um, and that was, because I think that guy actually works for, works for Modiphius now, or at least a freelancer. And he basically contacted them and said, I have this setting and it's a miniatures game or a board game or something. I want to do a role-playing game. I really want to do 2D20, although I think he did Savage Worlds as well. Um, and and they were like, yeah, sure. So, yeah. Although I suspect if we say, are you doing Elder Scrolls? They will just say, we can't tell. We can you. either this confirm or deny that rumor. You yeah. are not cleared to that level. Yeah. Anyway, well, well there we go. Cool, man. I uh, I think, uh, I, I again... Again, we're not trying to trying to be mean or trying to be haters or whatever term you want to use. I, I just I think it's interesting that we all make decisions about the types of games we like and the types of games we don't like. And I think it's interesting sometimes to discuss why. Um, and for me, it's almost always the mechanics, except for Torgan Rifts. Then it's both. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> The Rift was unplayable. Oh, well, it was Rift was the Palladium. The Palladium system is, is <laughs> just bonkers, but but yeah, it's... I, Savage Worlds doesn't work either. Rifts, Rifts would probably make a really cool TV series or anime. That's what Rift That's, is. Rift should be an anime. Yeah. Just throw everything in there. You can have plushies, yeah. fuzzies, mechs, yeah. your pharaohs, it, I, all that stuff. I, I want it to work as a tabletop system but it doesn't sometimes you, you can't will. get you sometimes you, you you don't get what you want that's just the way it is yeah there we go well groovy i will uh we'll, we'll be in contact and we will we'll plan our our next thanks for listening folks you know after going back over that i i maybe struggle as to not having put dungeons and dragons some edition on there somewhere because it is the 800 pound troll or dragon or whatever in the room but uh, but I'll stick with my list, even though I'll still play D&D &D sometimes. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening. You can learn more about our show at fluffandcrunch.podbean.com. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H dot podbean.com. We also appreciate reviews either on Podbean or whatever podcast service you're listening to. Thanks so much. 